Alright guys, today I want to talk about the I want to talk about the way I've noticed certain things happen in in my life at least and and you know people I know <clears throat> so stories and characters and choices it comes down to free will this is this is my big question all right now already we kind of already have you know figured that there is no free will if we're gonna be you know scientific if we're gonna be hard determinists so meaning since the big bang everything is just you know the the everything has been set in motion and the you know results and outcomes and whatnot decisions have already been made you know it's not it's apparently we can't change any of that so hence we don't have any free will but let's say for the argument that we do have free will you know, so then your choices do matter. In it's interesting because in a lot of religions, um, it's more like either if we have free will, it's because God gave us free will, or we don't really have free will because God already set out the plans for our lives and there's nothing that we can do to change that. Just like these are my, ex well, a few examples of the story of Samson, you know? It's like, it's like, it's like making your character, okay? So you make your character a certain way. Then you place him or her in a certain situation. And then see how they react. That's what free will comes down to, I feel like. From stories. From life. From everything. It's basically... If you put yourself in a, in, in a certain situation, what would you do? And a lot of times I feel like we, a lot of times we come back surprised because most of the time we end up doing things we thought we weren't capable of or we thought we would never do. Or sometimes we go in thinking one way and we come out thinking a different way, you know. So it's very interesting. It it like almost comes down to um, so a few examples, you know, from the Bible because that's my background. Um, Samson He didn't have a choice, you know He didn't have a choice about his birth 
he didn't have a choice about what he wanted to do with his life. I mean, heck, like, if anything, that's how I kind of look at his life is before he was even born, all these plans were made for his life. And growing up, he kind of figured, you know what, fuck this shit. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And, okay, I guess so. Hmm. I guess so that's interesting. So, that's like his ego saying, fuck that, I'm going to do what I want to do. So, that makes sense, I guess, you know. That's his, and then his coping mechanism was basically anger. And God used that destructive anger for a good purpose to set the Israelites free at least while Samson ruled so that is interesting I just got that insight hmm. so it's almost like you know we have our and by God's purpose I mean you can say the your soul's purpose so I guess, you know, they say before we're born, we choose our lessons or missions or goals in this life. We choose where we want to be born. We choose our families, locations, and what, whatever. So maybe that desire from Samson's mom to have a child was, you know, just... how the script played out so like it's almost like there's this story unfolding and and all these souls or whatever on the other side are just waiting for their part to come basically for them to play their parts maybe we can look at it that way so in a way it's kind of like free will but so it's like our soul is born and then because we are born in this realm, you know, our bodies, you know, try our body, our bodies come with a, hmm, with, uh, with an operating system, I guess you can call the ego and the, and its job is to make sure you survive and that your DNA gets passed on. That's its fucking mission. And, you know, that's fine. It makes sense. Like, you know, if you're, if we come to this planet, we have to survive. And if we want to do anything, we have to survive. And that's what half of life is about, just keeping this body alive. The other half, <clears throat> so I guess you can say the, the caterpillar first has to eat a bunch of shit so i guess there you go materialism that's probably the phase we're going to so going through so we are basically cocooning ourselves with all this shit we don't need and then we die the ego dies and the butterfly the soul awakes spreads its wings and flies away so all the symbolism all this metaphor it's like so until the soul wakes up, your ego will probably run the show. 
and you're so waking up it's kind of like it's kind of like your ego has to go through so much fucking pain and suffering that it just wants to die and when that happens then i think the soul awakens you know or yeah and or or you know tries to uh be the main driving force but you know the ego is not done yet as long as we're alive as long as we're in this body that ego will you know keep wanting to uh butt in and do things their way you know so at least that's what i've been um realizing so let's say let's say you've do, you do something in your life and then like right after you do it or even while you're doing it for a split second you're like you're almost like in this observer position like you're you're watching yourself do stuff but you're going in your head you're wondering what the fuck am i doing okay and then you know just for a glimpse you see that and then and then you go back to whatever you were doing and then once you finish what you were doing it's like you come back to your normal self you know it's like while you were doing that thing you kind of almost were taken over by instinct or something else just it was it was like you were not in control you were in observer mode and you did a bunch of shit and then you come back you're you're fully embodied now in your body and you're like looking at yourself you're looking at your hands or whatever and you're like what the fuck did i just do right those moments i can almost assure you a hundred percent of the time that will be your ego doing some dumb shit okay that's how it works that's i've i've noticed it in myself it's almost like and this is the sensation i get okay it's almost like like when you get goosebumps you know you feel like a change a shift in the atmosphere in the air and like right after that you kind of you it's almost like you get you're being possessed by a different side of your personality let's say you know it's interesting because i try to notice these things and I'll try to look for these signs before something happens, after something happens. I'll try to look for trends, for patterns, for repetition, for time, you know. All that jazz, I I try to be aware. And it's interesting because that's what it feels like. It's almost like... And for me, sometimes I get these, like, shakes. My body shakes, you know. And so I tried to look into what that might be what it is what's happening what's going on is it safe is it not so what i landed on was is in hinduism it's called kriyas so that's basically energy either leaving your body well they say usually energy leaving your body from 
trauma that you have dealt with and that has that has healed so that so that negative hurt energy whatever you are holding on to in your body is being released so they say when that happens you know don't really worry about it just go with it you know breathe feel it let it go and uh you know this is just just an effect of what's going on inside your body spiritually psychologically whatever you want to call it so i thought you know what that's actually pretty interesting so that's something new I learned. Yes, yeah, so that's something I learned after a long time just wondering what that was. So, if I look back at my life now, um, you know, certain moments, certain events, certain, you know, flashbacks or whatever, like when you look back, when I look back now, like, you can I can almost I can I can almost tell like you know and here's here's the interesting thing because like so far so far all all these like big decisions in my life that I feel were like you know key moments in my life if I look back at them I can almost guarantee you those were probably like soul decisions, you know, like I though like I felt at peace in my heart making those decisions and if I look back now it's like something, you know, God, a higher purpose, my soul, whatever you want to call it, a force, the force. Something's been it's all it almost feels like something is pulling me towards itself and and I am trying to go towards that as best as I can you know that's what it feels like uh, for the you know the big picture decisions the soul the God decisions or moves or whatever when I look back at my life now I can see that and then I can also see the stupid immature impulsive impatient decisions also that I've made and those are clearly you know because of the ego and it's just interesting it's just interesting that I can see all this stuff now because I've gone through all this stuff but it's almost it's also like I keep coming back to the, you know, the 33 is like, they say when you turn 33, that's about basically when your prefrontal cortex is fully developed. Basically, your brain is fully work, fully functioning, functioning now. So now you're kind of more grounded in who you are, you know. And, and it's true, man, like, I mean, maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. But all I'm saying is for me. It lines it lines up okay I'm about to turn 33 and all these things are happening now all the stuff happened last year leading up to all this to like it's almost like I really believe in the don't trust your thoughts now <laughs> it's just like the whole just watch your thoughts I really I really believe in that because it's like thoughts are like this 
it's like your head is a net okay for thoughts to pop up ideas whatever it's like ideas and thoughts you can think of little fish okay and your net the net you're trying to catch these fuckers with is your head okay now the fisherman is the ego okay now the fisherman is trying to catch as many fish as possible right but it's interesting because right now in my head I'm paralleling this with the you know the story of Jesus you know telling the fuckers which side to toss the net you know at first you know he asked them, how's it going? You guys catch anything? Like, nope, we've been out here all night. We didn't catch shit. And Jesus goes, well, how about tossing your nets over there? And these guys are going, who the fuck is this guy? We've been out here all night. We Like, we are fishermen. We know what the fuck we're doing. Well, they toss their nets on the side that Jesus told them to. And guess what? Their nets are so fucking full. They're about to rip. Their, their fucking boat's about to tilt over. They caught so much fish they can't believe. Now, if I look at this story now, I can look at it from a different perspective. It's it's almost, for me at least, it almost always feels like the more wiser you get or whatever you want to call it, it, it just means you're taking a higher bigger wider perspective to to see the bigger picture at least that's what i think it means okay at least that's what i've been realizing is the older i get the more i learn the all this shit is all this basically it teaches me to kind of take a step back and look at the bigger picture and just relax like okay this story is the show is going to play out, whether we like it or not. How are we going to uh, act? Or what are we going to do? How are we going to play our part? Are we going to help? Are we going to cause more problems? You know, what are we going to do? And The story could basically just be Jesus is, let's say, the symbol for the soul. The soul is telling the ego, which is the, which are the fishermen, where to toss their nets. Meaning, like, here are some good ideas. Here, are, you guys were fishing for bad ideas. You know, you guys didn't catch shit. Here, how about toss? How about? It's basically directing the mind clearly. You know, it's the soul, it's like the soul glowing so bright, the light is like, you can see the light shoot up through, from, you know, the heart up to your, through your neck, up to your eyes, your face and your eyes, and, and then boom, lighthouse. You are now seeing clearly. The ego has been trying to keep the blinds on, you know, trying to keep the curtains closed so the sunlight doesn't uh, shine so so that you don't see clearly and think clearly because that's what light represents truth clear you can see now you know 
consciousness. So that's what it feels like. The soul, once your soul lights up. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The ego is always learning, always adapting, always trying to stay one step ahead, you know? And here's the thing. The soul... The soul is basically, you could say, the wise old man. It knows all the tricks up, up, up the ego's sleeves because it has already done all those. It has... He's the fucker who's tried all that. He knows everything. Okay, the soul is the one who's who knows everything. Okay, how you go, how the fuck is the ego gonna outstart outsmart the soul? Okay, so that's the whole point. So it's more about turning your ego. It's more about the, your soul taking your ego, meaning your character, through this journey, which is an adventure in your life. So that the ego comes to the realization that, you know, it did a good job. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's the soul, God, speaking to the ego, our flesh, our body, you know, your identity. That's what Paul set means when he says, and one day we will meet eye to eye. And then he will get his crown of glory. His approval. And then we will get our glorified bodies. So either, I don't know what that means. But, uh, you know, maybe it means like your soul body, your spirit body. Who knows? Maybe that's what it means, you know body where you don't have to worry about the ego no more you know you can just be at peace with yourself so free will for me sounds a bit tricky it's almost like it's almost like well I was the one who picked this journey for myself And then once I get here, the ego will try to do everything it can to stray from the narrow path. But it's the soul's job to keep you, you know, on that path, the middle path, you know, and I think that's what Jesus meant when he said if, you know, if the light inside you is darkness, then how great is that darkness? Meaning, what gain is it? What 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 what's the use of gaining the world and losing my soul? That's that's what I think he's trying to say. It's like, sure, you can gain the whole world with your ego in this lifetime, but you're gonna die one day. You're gonna have to come back and keep suffering till you learn those lessons i think that's what it means so far everything i've looked at like i think that's what it means so this whole even this whole like i don't know man like the, even my whole perspective on god is kind of 
has kind of changed. Like I, I really kind of view it more like the Hindus or like fucking Star Wars. It's it's a it's a force. It's it's consciousness itself. Consciousness itself is what produces consciousness. Like our awareness is. That's what. That's what. That's what. Everything just boils down to. It's just that awareness. It's. It's just there. It's there and it's not there. That's. That's the whole game. It's playing with. It's playing with itself. It's just. We're just playing hide and seek with ourselves, man. Like. That's what we're doing. Sometimes we forget that we're not this body, not this ego, not this name, not this identity, not this history. I mean, who am I kidding? Not sometimes, a lot of times, you know? We, we let that sh- It's almost like, well, if you want to play in the game, it's almost like if you want to come out of the jungle and go back to your tribe and enter the village. It's almost like you walk through this sort of force field matrix. So the moment you walk in there, you have become somebody. You have become an identity. Before that, let's say when you were outside of the tribe, your society, your culture, your group... You were a nobody. No name, nothing. You're one with nature. You live in the jungle, whatever. You're a nobody. It's only when you come into your tribe, they go, who are you? Where do you come from? Then you have to say what your name is, where you come from, your history, all that shit. Then you have to take on, play a character. You automatically, you go from zero, being outside, meaning being a nobody. The moment you enter the tribe, the group, the bubble, the matrix, whatever you want to call it, a group of people, basically a group of people. The moment you do do that, it's like you automatically get linked up to the system and boom, you're a character now. You have to play part of the story. If you're going to be in the tribe, you have to go along with the tribe's drama, story, character. You have to play a part. That's what it is. If you want to live in civilization and society, you have to play a part. And as long as you play a part, there will be a director, a leader. There will always be a hierarchy. This is masculine order. This is patriarchal vertical energy. Okay, hierarchy, the pyramid. Someone has to always be on top directing shit. Okay, now this is the classical definition of God the Father. You know, for uh, Christianity, for most of the modern world's perspective of a God, at least in the Western world let's say this uh hierarchy this pyramid you know god with god on top okay and and this is the thing like these structures you will see based on the type of 
stories or archetypes and energies and that all comes down to masculine energy or feminine energy and here's the thing the the person who stays outside the tribe in the forest one with nature that is feminine energy so hence you have all these witches in stories and fairy tales who live out in the forest by themselves now i mean you have that in the masculine form also but this is what i'm saying those witch doctors priests priestesses fucking sorcerers wizards whatever there's always two two sides there's always a wizard and a sorcerer there's always a witch and a witch doctor there's always a you know priest and a priestess there's always two in that realm there's always two meaning it's equal that energy oh in that world they understand that they need this duality duality for in order for fucking society to exist society culture drama story all exists because of duality Okay, the duality has to exist first. Now, that is a more feminine energy, okay? So it goes from nature, is matriarchal, feminine, to the, uh, so basically hunter-gatherer, matriarchal, feminine, circle, let's say, to agriculture, uh, masculine hierarchy pyramid uh, energy and then here's another interesting th interesting thing inside the tribe you have the same thing you have the inner circle which is you know again matriarchal this is the women's world this is where information gossip and all the it's the it's the internet of of the of the tribe back in the day it was the women that's that's how word got across i mean even that's why in the new testament you know the women were the first ones to witness the resurrection or whatever to spread the news because that's the inner circle of information data right so and then so that's that's matriarch less less feminine energy and this is basically like how the women influence their husbands so the husbands can go do something about it so feminine energy is about uh basically it's it's basically about survival man it's it's basically about survival, making sure this family, this group, this tribe is taken care of. So that's the concerns of the women, and then the women tell the men, and then the men go out and do whatever it is they need to do to keep the tribe safe. And whichever leader is best as that, is best at doing that, meaning keeping the tribe safe, uh, making sure the tribe prospers you know all that shit if whoever le whoever the leader is if he does a good job good on him you know people love him so in a way and here's the thing in the inner circle that's also where you have the you know the 
the wise people obviously that's what you would want in your council as advisors so that's where you have all the you know the again the priest priestess so it's a basically a reflection man outside inside it's just it's the same drama plays out man no matter what it's even let's say in the amazon these these tribes that have haven't even been contacted by fucking modern humans i guarantee you they even those fuckers who have no contact with us no contact with civilization stories nothing nothing from us not, not even our own language okay even them even they have stories it's the same structures. It's the same fucking archetypes. It's the same patterns. It's the same fucking stories. So here's my question. Once you realize all this shit, my question is, so is Earth kind of like... It, it really makes... Like, once you look at it from this perspective, like, how fucking similar the patterns are. It's just... It's nonstop. It's, it's the same bullshit. This is why, that's what I think I get from one King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun, meaning it's just the same fucking patterns, just different, you know, themes. So going back to my point, so this is what really makes me wonder of, like, even scientists say, you know, Earth is Earth a simulation. Even they think that it might, it, it's a 50-50 chance, basically, even for them. They're saying either it is or it's not. Or we're on the way to becoming one. Or creating our own first simulation. Which, in case, if that happens, then we probably are also living in a simulation. Because it makes sense. It's like you take somebody and you place them in a different location, whatever, and then just see what happens. That's what if that's what I, it feels like. It's like whoever, God, aliens, us from the future, who knows, whatever it is, brought, brought a bunch of humans on a spaceship with some animals and, you know, maybe Earth was covered in water then and they did something to you know make the water evaporate or i don't know disappear whatever so the land appeared and then they basically dropped off a bunch of these humans robots whatever we could be their robots who knows in on this planet and they said let's see what happens let's see what they do That's just another version of the creation story if you think about it. Because it still leaves the same questions. Well then who the fuck is God? Or who are these aliens? And where did they come from? And who made them? So it's just an endless argument. It's just an endless argument. And like... Yesterday I heard of this new theory that scientists or physicists think the way the universe work is it's like a video game 
the map is not revealed like to reveal the map you have to go and explore it so and also let's say if it's like certain games when you're zoomed out things in the distant aren't like high detail because you know that would require a lot of processor power so all that stuff only shows in detail when you zoom in in that direction so that's what they think the universe might also be like it's like unless we look a certain it's like unless we look maybe there's nothing like maybe nothing exists but the moment we start looking stuff has to you know get into detail which if that's the case then you know then we are probably living in a simulation maybe you know it's just consciousness itself manifesting itself in all these different ways just to see what all it can create as long as there's a mind subject and matter object subject object me you as long as you have that you can do anything it just comes down to the mind and the matter you know you could give the same materials to 10 different people see what all they come up with you'll get 10 different things maybe there might be some repetition so So once again, the more, the older I get, the more I realize that your life is your life. Your life will play out the way you see it in your head. Well, not always, but in general, the direction you look will be the direction you walk towards. So set your eyes on something worth walking towards, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Or, you know, maybe the things we think we are walking towards, you know, they start to change. Maybe we change our minds and we're like, you know, maybe that's not as all it counts, you know, adds up to be. Or, you know, maybe I wasn't looking at that properly, you know. Basically, I think it comes down to what the fuck are you looking at? Like, what are you looking at? Where do you want to go? How do you view how do you view yourself how do you view your view your life what are you looking at where do you want to go like like all these things i think has to do a lot with you know vision eyes that's why you know fucking yeah the cliche code but quote but it's true martin luther king said you know a nation with no you know a man with no vision is, is blind or is, yeah something like that if you don't have a vision you're basically blind something like that but it's true like where do you want to go in life man what what kind of life do you want to live like look at it from the end 
like when when you look back at your life did you do the things you wanted to do why did you want to do them like that's my main issue man like i look at some things uh, at first okay i want that but then i'm like why do i want that and you dig dig then you dig deep enough then most of the time you can kind of at least get an understanding of that desire or why you know and sometimes you don't a lot of times you don't but i feel like you know this is where the whole know thyself comes in like the better you know yourself the better you know your reasons why i think it just makes things life a little clearer you know a little easier it's like at least now you know which way you're headed you know before it's just like the ego is like well i guess that's you know the soul will guide you but uh the ego just you know that's that's where the whole mindfulness comes in like i think discipline stoicism meditation yoga whatever you want to call it it's just getting that monkey mind calm and sometimes in order to do that all you have to do is shut up and listen to the quiet. Peace.